Emily Shins, Fuliana Rosborn, and this is Inside Exec. Today we have a topic with Fuliana's background in mind. We're going to talk about resilience and endurance at work. Why this topic came to mind is because one of my mentees said applying for a job and it has must be resilient. Or we end up talking about resilience and endurance at work. And that's how it started. In doing that, um, at the end of this, I will give you a reference that a couple of articles on the topic as well that you might find interesting. To me, resilience is exciting. Um, resilience is the ability to face a challenge at work, thinking I can't do it or this is like too big, it hasn't been done before, and then doing it and not getting it all right, <laughs> getting some of it right maybe or failing totally. And then bouncing back and saying, what have I learned from that? How can I use it going forward? How can I use it to fix what I'm not happy with right now? And endurance? Endurance is a bit, again, it's, it's a compliment and it's also an asset. But endurance is more about being able to survive under very difficult circumstances and try to meet some work objectives or deal with major change by enduring the hardship, if you like, that goes with it and surviving at the end. That is another skill, but see, I believe that you need endurance and resilience for different things. Mm. I think what came to my mind first off is the conversation that we had with Josh and Crystal Hockley, the triathletes, both of whom have in their period of time leading up to the World Championships that they'll attend at the end of this year, had to exhibit both resilience and endurance. And endurance we can understand because it is an endurance type of sport that they do and they've had, they do have to endure physical stretching of their abilities in that race time. The resilience comes to for when they don't go as well as they should that they go back to training and that they go to the next race. Resilience would have to be this time of year when they have to get up at 4.30 in the morning and go swimming. You know, you've got to be resilient to do that. Yes. <laughs> Every day for a week and then the next week do bike rides and then the next week do running. The endurance and resilience in that instance is probably intertwined and I think that perhaps we have difficulty separating them in the work sense because we feel that they often come together or we see them exhibited at the same time under the same sorts of conditions. In that discussion I referred to, um, we talked about how at an interview situation, for example, when somebody's trying to assess, are you resilient, <laughs> what are they likely to ask and how would they ask it? And I guess the questions will be probing around how do you handle the area they're employing has problems, constant problems, long-standing problems, etc. And they want to know if you're going to be able to deal with that. The, the answers would be if you coach your answer by saying problems to me, are, I get challenged and energized by finding solutions to the problems. I find that when I hit problems, I'm learning. So I see problems as learning opportunities. And then you've got to do something like give an actual couple of examples yeah, of I think, I think a the time examples when are really important. It's all very well to know the words that you should say about a yeah. particular 
characteristic that they're looking for. But if you can give examples or talk in theory about, yeah, because you should have done your research about this organisation if you're being interviewed for it, so you would yeah. know that there's that sort of organisational issue around it. And talk about how you see your level of resilience working in that organisation. Yes, and when you give the example, with the example, you just got to say the action that it was taken, that you took at the time, again, it was a positive action, not, oh, well, it wasn't my fault and it was impossible and there was no other answer. Again, show the positiveness in examples how you've done things in the past. To maintain resilience, I think it's very, very important to do one thing that mm, a lot of us sometimes forget, and that is celebrating success. So by celebrating success, it is building up that energy, the confidence, and um, make you focus back or look back on examples where you did very, very well and that you, you met your objectives or exceeded them. The other thing is no matter what the challenge is, and there are always plenty of challenges no matter what we do, is that you determine to meet your goals and just finding another way and another way and another way. That is resilience. With the endurance side of things, I think giving examples of where, you know, everybody gave up but you kept going, everybody gave up. I think endurance coupled with resilience is a good combination. It's not just survive, I put my head down and let the wave pass and then it's okay, I don't care, I don't participate. That to me is, is a waste. Yes, you might say I endured that. Yes, you might endure it, but what have you learned from it? What have you used to make it more exciting for your next chapter? In my parlance, I look at endurance being able to survive and resilience yeah. is bouncing back. Yes. And I think that the most important thing that you can do to use one to feed the other is that if you have endured a, a project, a work situation, an activity where it took longer, it was harder, it had all of these learning opportunities in it, uh, challenges in it, that you weren't expecting, that when you do a review of that, it becomes, that review becomes the feed that gives you the resilience. So I think you need, in a lot of cases, you need the endurance before you feel like you've got the resilience. And I think in the interview situation, I think that it's important for you to be very clear about what you see as your definition of those two things so that the people interviewing you have an understanding of what, what you're talking about, what you think these two terms mean, so that if it's different to their interpretation or different to what they're looking for, they have the opportunity to correct you or, or to say, oh, well, actually we were talking about this sort of thing. And so you can think, again on your feet about other situations that might fit into their frame of reference in terms of the words that they're using. Maybe if I gave you an example of how endurance and resilience in real life office experience oh, I office. guess. I thought she was going to give us an example of her restaurant ability. <laughs> no, Enduring no, no. and resilient <laughs> as she is. Oh no, that, that's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always resilient for another meal. Now in reality as a manager or as a team member, most organisations do uh, staff feedback surveys or 360 degrees where person will ask people they interact with, their boss, their staff, the people they work for them, etc. What do you think? And score it. So 
let's say I received this feedback through the survey that said in, in either situation and that said that I'm really, really bad at some things. And so to me, that obviously would hurt. Um, the first thing is we all like to get good feedback, not bad. The endurance would be the humiliation of the everybody knowing that I was marked X, which is the lowest score, and people think I'm this when I'm really shocked about it. So I'm embarrassed, I'm uh, humiliated, etc. But I will endure that because I'm resilient and I want to face, I'm very grateful, as much as I hate it, I'm grateful that people told me so I now can fix it. Yeah, so then it's a challenge, yeah. it's an opportunity for me to become a better leader. As much as it hurts, there you are, yeah, you endured the humiliation, but there was an upside. The upside is you learned something about yourself that you didn't know, or you maybe did but didn't realize how damaging it was. And then you, opportunity, again, learning, and the bouncing back. And the bouncing back is now, what am I going to do about it to fix this, not just for the survey, but it's really more my image, more my name, more my better skills as a leader. So it's a long term, so that is resilience. It could also be the, the, the act of actually looking for another position, a better position, a career mm. move, in that you endure the training period, the learning of the skills, the upskilling, all of those things. And then you decide you're ready to move to the next level of an organisation or the next level in your career. And you apply and you have your interview and you think you've done particularly well and you've presented yourself as well as you could and you miss out and you miss out and you miss out. And so how many times will you miss out before your resilience gets to a point where you think it's not worth it, I'm not going to do it. So you know yourself, if you look at your own pattern of behaviour, you will know what sort of endurance and what sort of resilience you have. And if they're not at a level that you think they need to be for your career, then they're things that you need to work on. Because every organisation, whether they say it or not, is going to expect those qualities in their leaders. Resilience is being able to face things that within an organisation that are also totally unexpected. Sometimes you are in a position where you can predict and so prepare. Resilience is when something kind of comes out of left field, a big change in the organisation, new management takeover or organisation you worked with for years is being sold. What does that mean to you? Some, some people, it's a big shock. They worked in an organisation as a, an apprentice um, of sorts or a trainee or whatever you want to call it and they've been there about 10, 15 years and the owner decides to sell okay, and you loved it, didn't see yourself working anywhere else. So the resilience is what do you do about that and how do you use the information and the time to face that challenge, bounce back and do better and do what Kim was talking about, go somewhere where it's the next step up and you experience in itself. It's an area that we haven't talked about before and I think that what we're hearing now, what we're talking about it, is exploring a whole range of issues that are about you personally and about you determining what your values are, what your strengths are and what areas you need to develop. But I think these areas, this endurance and resilience, are areas that it's very hard to measure unless you start to think about specific examples. So you think about specific activities 
whether it's in the workplace or not, I, I don't think matters, but I think it's an opportunity for you to actually write down, to do your two columns on a bit of paper and say, endurance, what have I done that exhibits endurance, whether it's at work or somewhere else, and then resilience, and what have I done that has shown my resilience in a, in a situation. So if I looked at that for myself, Endurance-wise, there's lots of things that I could talk about in a work sense, but I'll talk about something outside of work. As you know, as you've heard in the past, I'm very interested in floral art, in flower arranging, and I think my endurance in that sense comes about with particular competitions, and the Easter, Sydney's Easter show is, is the prime example, where it's two weeks, it's essentially eight hours, four hours of travel and, and four hours of putting designs together every second day for two weeks. So that's endurance. That's that's a physical and mental preparation and activity and follow-up and post-mortem that I need to survive. And it's hard and it's taxing, but there is a, a goal within it and there's enjoyment during it as well so so endurance doesn't have to be not enjoyable you can in, in be enjoying the activity as well as it being needing the endurance <laughs> the resilience part of it is that despite the outcome or regardless of the outcome almost that even though this is a competition and I'm looking for recognition and a prize at the end of the day my resilience is that I do keep coming back every year I do it every yes. year and also that regardless of the outcome so that I don't get the judging results that I want, I don't get the, the accolades that I would like, I'm resilient enough to know that I have to learn from that experience and I've got to come back and try again. My point about this is that there also becomes an end point where resilience is not so much exhausted as you can't see the value in being resilient any longer. And so you have to also draw the line and say this is the end point, this is the stop point of this activity and that I'm not going to do it anymore. Not so much because I am not resilient but because the return is not there. And so that's another whole area where you need to make some decisions and know yourself in that situation. Yeah, that, that's very important because that's a judgment call. It's not really about I can't do it anymore because I'm not resilient. It's because I'm making a decision yeah. that this is enough. I exhausted this matter enough and it's yeah. time to take different action. Yeah. It's about the activity, not so much about your quality. So, again, I think it's important for you to do those lists, do that, get those examples clear in your head because also at that point if you look at your resilience list, you can see where in those activities you will have drawn the line. You will have said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. And if I use, go back to that example, I've come to a point where I've, I'm saying to myself, I'm not going to do the Easter show next year. I can't see that I'm going to get any more return out of it than I have in the past 10 years. And so for 10 years, it's given me return on the, the endurance and the resilience. And it's not that I'm not resilient enough to go back and do it again next year but I can't see that there's going to be any benefit from me in exhibiting that resilience and so I draw the, I've drawn the line and said no more. Another couple of things would be is to look at, I suppose, key people in the media that 
you, not now or not current it doesn't have to be current I mean it can be anything from ancient history to now about people how they went from endurance to resilience maybe they grew up in poverty changing world perception of things hunger etc etc again look for someone you can relate to and then you can use that to say how would I react in those situations what would I have done and how would I've got to that point this person got to the two articles I was referring to that might be good reading is the Harvard Business Review article by Sean Aiko, A-C-H-O-R, and Michelle Gielan, G-I-E-L-A-N, which also leads to another article by Claire Breve. And there's a, a group that is called uh, Livestream Workshop, which is about learn, uh, share, and live. If uh, you want to read a bit more about it, this is the reference. What we might do is put the link to that at the base of the post for this podcast so that you can follow that through if you're interested in doing so. I think you have probably endured enough of <laughs> our ramblings for this activity and we'll show your resilience by returning for the next podcast. So for today, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Brianna Osborne and this is Inside Exec.